faith is the anchor of a victorious life. And we understand that faith only comes by the word and that word is in your bosom. As the word says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Stay tuned as we meet pastors of Victory Life Bible Church International, Apostle Lawrence and Reverend Paula Achudume. Feed your soul and spirit with the word of God. Please say something good about God. Lift up those hands and say something about God. Thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his mercies, his protection, his provisions, his guidance. Just lift up your voice and give him praise. Say something good about him. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise and glory. Father, we honor you. This morning, have your way. Do something in somebody's life. Give someone a testimony. Change our stories. And one thing we promise you, we will give you all the glory. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I preach on prophecy fulfillment and on prophecy for some time. And I want to still push a bit into it. There is somebody who, whose time is due. I didn't say men. I didn't hear men there. And I said in the course of our teaching that some prophecies are, are timed. That is, there are prophecies given certain time frame to manifest. Like the prophecy of Jesus to resurrect in the book of Matthew 12, sorry, from verse 40, as he taught in the days of Noah, told about Jesus dying and resurrected on the third day. It's a three days. The prophecy of 2 Kings chapter 7 was 24 hours prophecy. He said, by this time tomorrow. And the, the advice of the king, who thought he's very intelligent, who thought he knows what he was doing, he said, even if God will open the windows in heaven, can this be? And the prophet said, with your eyes you will see it, but you will not eat it. And it happened, the, 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 the advisor saw it, but they didn't eat it because he died. Time prophecies. Then we also spoke about the prophecy of the children of Israel in the book of Genesis chapter 13, verse 15, about how they will spend 400 years in Egypt. And by Exodus chapter 12, we saw that they spent 430 years in Egypt. Then by Exodus 12, we saw that they didn't spend 400 years, but they spent 430 years. Genesis 15, 13, they say 400 years. That was the time. Exodus 12, somewhere in verse um, 12 down was 13 or so, and they spent 430 years. And we came to understand also from scriptures, if you go to the book of Acts chapter 7, from verse 21, we understood by scriptures that they spent extra years in that situation not because that is what God wanted, but because they didn't understand two things. Number one, their time of visitation. Number two, the instrument of their change. They didn't understand, number one, the time of their visitation. And we saw the book of Luke chapter 19 from verse 41 where it says, because thou knowest not the day of your visitation. And we saw in First Chronicles 12, verse 32, 
talking about the sons of Issachar. He said, and the sons of Issachar were men that had understanding and they know the time and what Israel ought to do. And as a result, they were in command of their generation. So you must not only know the time and the season, you must know what to do to fulfill prophecy. You can know the prophecy, you may know the time, but you must also know what to do. There are prophecy activators. There are things that activate prophecies to manifest. In Daniel chapter 9, after Daniel came to understand by the reading of the books concerning the prophecy of Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 25, verse 10 downwards, think about how they had to spend 70 years in Babylon. And the Babylonian said, and after 70 years, he will bring them out. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel was studying the books and came to understand that it was supposed to be 70 years. And when Daniel understood that, what he did was to turn back to God in prayers. Daniel 9 verse 1 to 3. Daniel went back to prayers to activate the manifestation of that prophecy. Because you may have a prophecy, if you do nothing about it, it remains a prophecy. Are you in the house? Are you in the house? You can blame anybody for your failure, but you have failed. You can blame anybody for your woes, but you are the one suffering it. And the reason be that you do not understand the time of your prophecy. So you must understand time. You must know your season. That's how I would say that. He said, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 11. He said, God made all things beautiful. When? In his time. And what is his time? Is the time for the manifestation of his counsel in a man's life. He made all things beautiful in his time. That is the time for the manifestation which every child of God must search out, must dig out, so that you don't lose out in the race of life. You must search out, you must dig out, so you don't lose out in the race of life. Because time is one thing that doesn't wait for anybody. That is why you must not play around. Like I normally say it, that somebody's gathering crowd doesn't make him better than you are. Because even fools have followers. The worst of idiots have followers. If I'm not only a fool or idiot, even a madman has followers. If a madman standing at the bus stop, so I begin to dance and nobody's singing for him, even though he's naked, he starts dancing, you'll be surprised. Some of you as you are leaving church, you will gather and join. And they begin to clap for the person and he's dancing. You have become a follower. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, let's look at the scripture, a few scriptures. Jeremiah 8, verse number 20. Now, let's read Jeremiah 8, 20. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. What is this scripture saying? In a very simple language, he's saying, we are there watching for the harvest. The harvest came and passed and we didn't know. The harvest is what? What does it mean? It means 
the harvest came and is gone. Hello, are you there, church? And what's the next thing? The summer is what? And what is the next thing? We are not saved. That is to say, we are there looking, waiting for the harvest. The harvest came. It passed. Summer ended. The word summer there, normally you don't harvest in rainy season. You harvest in summer. Are you there with me? So, in harvest time, harvest came and passed. We're watching. Summer, where you have the late harvest, we're also watching. It came and passed. And yet, we are not saved. Nothing is as terrible as missing your opportunities in life. Nothing is as terrible as missing the right person in life. In Acts 7, we discover that the children of Israel had to spend 430 years, 30 years extra in Egypt because they missed Moses. They misunderstood him as being the one God will use to rescue them from bondage in Egypt. That is why every genuine believer, every Christian must always have a joyful heart. Because if your heart is not joyful, if your heart is not joyful, to be bitter, to be sad. And when you are sad, you don't see well. All you see is negative. All you see is wrong. Mistakes in people. Fault finders. Suspicious of everything. You don't see a better future. Because it takes joy. It takes a joyful heart. To attract things that makes for joy. When you are sad, always bitter, that is what they call negative energy. You will exude it and you will attract it and you will distribute it. Praise the Lord, somebody in the house. Praise the Lord. God never intended you as a child of God to be at the bottom. He has paid enormous price for your life. He made the ultimate sacrifice for your life. That's why I say you are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar person. You are unique and special to fulfill a divine mandate in life. And like I said last week or so, I said everybody on earth who is doing well is fulfilling prophecy. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are living a life that is not your own, you don't enjoy it. Let me take it again. There are many people that have money through any means. There are many people who are occupying positions, fighting for positions, which is not their destiny. They may get it, but they may not have the joy for it. There are many people who are living in wrong places. Yes, they struggle to get there, but there is no peace. There is no joy in it. What gives a man joy in life is living and fulfilling prophecy, fulfilling his life. Lo, I come in the volume of books. It is written of me to do your will. Psalm 40 verse 7. Let's look at that scripture. Until a man leaves his path as ordained by God, he doesn't feel satisfied. You may have what you are looking for, but no fulfillment in it. Until you are in the path of God. Psalm 40 verse 7. The psalmist in Psalm 73, he said, I almost missed my way when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. 
almost got distracted. I became confused when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Because I thought they were, they were, they were happy. I thought they had joy because of the things I see they have. Until God opened my eye to see. Until I entered the sanctuary. Then I discovered God has placed them on a slippery ground. Many people are occupying positions without joy. Many people are living in big houses without joy. Why? That is not their part. They copied somebody, struggled to become, and are struggling to maintain. When a man is fulfilling prophecy, lives appear so natural, so easy. Because that is when you saw her on the wings of God. That's when you saw her on the wings of the Almighty. That's why the book of John 3, verse 7 came come to pass your life. The part of the just of a, the part of a born-again Christian is like the wind that blow it. You hear the sound. You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going to. Because a man fulfilling prophecy is unpredictable. You can't stop him because you can't stop the wind. Why is the harvest past, summer past, and we're not saved? I said earlier, we don't understand the time, we don't understand our season, and we don't know what to do. And until you know what to do, you will do nothing, or if you do it, or you do the wrong thing. The child of God must always pray. The child of God must always study the scriptures. To discover instructions to obey and to guide his or her life. Or else, you almost become like the psalmist that say, I almost sleep when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. You'll be tempted to envy people who should envy you. To be jealous of men that should be jealous of you. But that will change. Let's look at Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Now hold on before you go further. Say, I'm a light of the world. Say, I'm a light of the world. I am a city and I am set. The word set means to be established, to be well planted, unmovable, such that you cannot be shaken. I am set on the hill. Luke 8, 16. No man, when he alighted a candle, covered it with what? Or put it under a bed. But what does he do? He set it on a candlestick that the witch may, may see the light. Now, you are the light of the world. Say I'm a light of the world. The point is, watch this, and please try to get this. Nobody Ever light up a lamp? After lighting it up, go and hide it. Nobody ever light up a light or a candle and then put it under the table. Where do you put a lamp? On the, tam- on the candlestick or on the table. Why? Eh? So that it will give light to everybody and to the environment. Ladies and gentlemen, God has invested so much on you that you were born to shine in life. He has invested so much in you that 
You are not designed to be hidden. You were designed to be seen. You were designed to be visible. You were designed to be a model, to be an example that people will see and say, wow, this is light. And he said that your life might give him glory. There is no glory in your life being hidden. Or a case where you see your mates, you see them, you dodge. One of our members some time ago, the brother left this country many years, many years ago. So after many years, he was coming back for the first time. And she went to welcome her at the airport. And that one has apparently, you know, there are many parts of America. And he came back and when the sister saw him at the airport and looked at the way he was dressed, she felt embarrassed and went to hide. Until everybody has left the airport before he, she went to welcome the brother. And when they go, they say, why are you dressed in this manner? Nigeria has left this level. Because she was coming with a mentality as if she was going to the, he was going to the bush. You are a model. You are an example. You are born to shine in life. You are not born to be hidden. You are born to be placed on top where all eyes will see you. You are not born to be placed under the table. No matter who is making you feel inferior, tell yourself, I am born to be on top. It doesn't matter what your situation is now. Your situation cannot change the prophecy. The prophecy will change your situation. So don't judge yourself by who you are now. There is somewhere you are going to. You are a light of the world. God couldn't have invested so much on you and not allow you to shine. That's why you must not be satisfied with your present state. That does not mean don't be contented with life. It simply means don't sleep where you are now because there is yet more land to possess. There is more height to attain in life than what you are seeing now. I came here this morning on assignment from the God of all grace. That even though you missed the supposed harvest season, you missed the summer. There's another harvest season, there's another summer. That amen is for your neighbor. And somebody here today, you are entering into your harvest season. The time of postponing your harvest is over. It is a God of the now. He said, and they said, harvest is yet four months away. He said, but look, for the harvest is ripe. There are people at the sound of my voice. Your miracles are due now. Not December. Before the end of November. Only one person believed that. Can I tell you something? As a young man, as a young woman. For your prophecy to come to pass, you must take risk. The challenge we have is that oftentimes we are scared of taking risk. We are scared of starting again. We are scared of starting business. We are scared of putting that prophecy on display. We are scared of taking steps to execute that prophecy. We are scared. 
So at the end, you remain in one spot and you are expecting miracle, you are expecting a change and you are not taking action. For the prophecy of the children of Israel to come to pass, the statement and the word that God gave to Moses, Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people do what? Go. So it's time to move. It's time to tell yourself, I am leaving this level. I am changing status. I am starting something new. I'm beginning something afresh. Ecclesiastes 12.1 Ecclesiastes 12.1 Oh faithful God Are we there? Remember now thy creator In the days of thy youth Why the evil days Come not Nor the years draw nigh When thou shalt say I have no what I have no what No pleasure There are times in life if you don't do it on time, a time will come, you may not have the energy and the strength to do it again. There are certain things you must do at certain age if you will not want to regret in an age to come. There are certain ideas, there are certain risks you must take to fulfill prophecy. What of if I fail? Also ask yourself, what of if I don't fail? Because what the devil often tell you is what of if you fail? Why not challenge the devil and say what of if I don't fail? Do you know ladies and gentlemen that when Elijah, Elijah said by this time tomorrow shall a belly of wheat be sold for a shekel? Are you there with me? Do you know it's possible in his mind? He said ah if it doesn't happen uncle. Because he's a human being. What if it doesn't happen? And that man will say what if it happened? Then he now got an excuse by somebody who came to challenge the authority of the prophet, authority of God. I'm sorry, let me get this one. Who came to challenge the authority of the Most High? He came. He said, even if God, if now nothing that makes God and a believer who knows God more excited than opposition, because each time opposition comes, that is the right time for God to show up. So each time you are having opposition. It's the best time for your thanksgiving that God will show up and say, your eye, you will see it, but you won't eat it. What of if I fail? What of if I succeed? Oftentimes, we're so much afraid of failing that we don't think about succeeding. We always think about failing, not getting it. Why not think of getting it? That's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 say, be transformed, be transformed. Renew your mind to the prophecy of your life. Confess the prophecy, Romans 10, 10. Confess your future. Don't confess what the devil is saying to you. Speak what you want to see. Speak what you are seeing. If the devil tells you, what of if you fail? Tell the devil, what of if I succeed? For with the heart we believe, unto righteousness and with the mouth we confess unto salvation. The word salvation there means we confess unto redemption. We confess unto manifestation. Confess it. Don't change your mind. On our Facebook left school at what age? 
very tender, under 20, under 24. He left the university. Are you with me? Now look at the chances there. He left school to pursue a dream, a vision, a prophecy of his life. He left school to pursue it. At a very tender age. There will be many questions in his mind. What of if it doesn't work? Are you with me? What of wrong? Then he will ask himself, what of if it work? But when you try certain things at a tender age, if it doesn't work, there is no offense. Go back to school. There are some things you can't try at 70. Let it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Take risk when you are young. Even if you fail, you have more chance to repair the failure. You take a risk to start a business at 20, at 18, at 19. You invested all you have. Everything crashed. You may cry, but you will bounce back. Number one, you have learned how not to do it and to fail. So when you do it again, you will do it better. Bear the yoke in your youth. Don't procrastinate in your youth. Start that venture now. Start that prophecy now. Start that dream now. If you don't know the prophecy of your life, start from your name. What is your name? Check your name your parents gave to you. You will see a prophecy in your name. If you check your names, you will see a prophecy in your name. What does that mean, prophecy? You will see the expectation of your parents in your name. But even in that, God by himself gave me what? A prophecy. Which I grabbed and began to run with it. A youth should not be ashamed of failing. Because you have a thousand and one opportunities to rise again. But not taking a risk towards your prophecy is to risk becoming a failure in the future. That business, that idea, begin to execute it. That plan, begin to execute it. Put it on display. I can do it. Plus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can also do all things. If anybody can do it, I can do it. Can you please clap for Jesus as you take your seat now? I can do it. You are not born to be a failure. You are born to shine in life. You are born to reign in life. You are born to be on top. So the time we come in the city of Abekuta, like I keep saying, every business, every major business, they will see, they will say, it's a member of VLBC. I call one of our girls who has a fashion business some days ago. I say, look, I'm proud of what you are doing. Because she's just innovating and recreating her business and she's doing well. She's doing well. There are many who are doing well that I'm not aware of. But I've not seen them. And if I see them, I will talk about them. If you want to live an enviable future, Somebody sent me a message yesterday who I have not heard from for many years now, not in this state. And he said, the message, say, Apostle, how are you, sir? I'm still alive. Oh. I said, who told you you were dead before? I said, long time, how are you doing? I, he said, she's fi- he's fine. They're struggling. 
struggling to go through the hurdles of civil service promotions to rise to the top. What many people don't know, much as I don't, I, I don't hate civil service, I'm not against it, but I've discovered that civil service doesn't make a man prosperous. It only makes you poor. Sorry, it makes you average life. The best you can get out of civil service is salary. And that salary, a businessman can make it in one day. You are not here. Am I talking to somebody here in the house? What you earn as a salary as a director or PAMSEC or deputy director or grade level 17 super principal. One businessman makes it in how many, how many hours? One day. If not some hours, less than a day. And that is what you are fighting for. They are even using juju to pursue you. You keep carrying anointing oil to office. Every Monday, you carry anointing oil to office for a salary somebody will work in one day in his business center. But even with that, there are other things you have to do. If you don't want to complain in life, because a time comes as a civil servant, there is what they call reti reti retirement. Re say it now. Retirement. Somebody say re. Say re. Dash. Tire. Re. Mr. Richard, look at me. I'm looking at your back. You're looking at me here. It's okay. Say re. Tire. What is re in English? Repeat. Eh? Anyway, you see re. I mean, double that thing. So when they say re, tire. Is double tiredness. We are tired of you. You are tired of us. Go. Everybody's tired. And because many people don't have vision for their life, what do they do? They keep adjusting their age to remain in civil service until they start writing somebody's name as their name. You ask them what is their name, they're forgetting their name. Because they don't see themselves as having capacity to stand on their own without any what they call monthly salary. So when their mates are talking money, they suspect everybody to be a, a, a money ritual or a ritualist. God can bless without doing rituals. That's why I said he blesses the work of your hand. He prospers the work of your hand. Make up your mind to fulfill prophecy apart from the lifestyle you have chosen by yourself. Praise the Lord. Are you following me here? Will it happen overnight? No. But begin. In a process of time. So you see people that are retired from civil service, whatever they are, they feel angry with themselves, feel angry with their children, feel angry with everybody around them. Feel frustrated and tired of life. You can do better. Say, I can do better. 
And sometimes people have alternative to the prophecy of their life because they think, how can it come to pass? Mary asked the same question when the angel came to her. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of the womb, Mary. What kind of salutation is this? Mary, thou shalt conceive and bring forth a child. And Mary said, me? How can it be? And he said, the power of the highest will come upon you. The day you make up your mind that yes, I'm ready, the power of the highest will come upon you. The day you make up your mind to pursue that dream, you will see things begin to work out. You see God begin to sign helpers, begin to connect you, begin to guide your step. The step of a righteous man are ordered by God. Begin to guide your step. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Before you know it, things are working out for your good. But you must take the risk to start. How many of us want to start something new? There are prophecies in your life. There are dreams you are carrying. There are visions you are carrying. Many of us, you have thrown it away because you think, how can it be? How will it come to pass? Who will help me make it come to pass? I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I know God has sent me to somebody whose time to fulfill prophecy is due. You have an idea. You don't know how the finance, how the funding will come. And let me tell you, begging ministry is not a good ministry. Can I take it again? Now, a begging ministry does not activate prophecy fulfillment. What activates prophecy fulfillment? Now, look at it. In Luke 6.38, popular scripture we quote. Luke 6.38. Give. It shall be what? Uh-huh. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. Shaman. Do what? For with the same measure that ye made, without it shall be what? Now let's interpret. Yeah, if I just come and look at it. Let me interpret this. Watch this. Give, it shall be given. Now, Pastor Nicholas, come here. Now, I give to her. Are you there with me? I give to her. Then, I give to him. Come on. Now, stay here, man. I've given to her. I give. And I did it. Watch me. I did it as me. I'm not expecting from her. I'm not expecting from him. I just did it. And then one day, I'm just passing. She came and gave to me. Fulfilling this scripture. Now, to receive and to get, you must first be a giver. Yeah. Yeah. If you are not a giver and you're expecting to be given to you, you're a beggar. Let's, let's check the scripture again. Can we check the scripture? Let's look at the scripture again. Give, it shall be what? Now, look at it. I give. I give. That's what I say. He said, cast your bread upon the waters. Am I talking Bible here? For you shall get it after many days. He says, sow your seed in the morning. In the evening time, withhold not your hand. You are not here. I want to teach you prosperity. Are you with me here? Ecclesiastes 11.6 or 6.11. Sow your seed in the morning. 
Then in the evening, withhold not your hand. That is what you did in the morning by sowing. Don't stop it. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that. Or whether they both shall be alike good. Is it making sense to you? Are you with me here? Now, let me teach you how to get. Because so I don't get, you don't got to say God is not faithful. God is faithful. Until you are a giver, you are not permitted to be a receiver. If you are stingy, everybody around you will be stingy. Because you attract your like. That's why I say deep collect unto the deep. A sadist will attract a sadist. A joyless person will attract a joyless person. Somebody who is joyful will attract people who are joyful. Somebody who is always excited will attract people who are always excited. A bitter person will not see good anywhere. So he has no good. Sow your seed in the morning. Withhold not your hand. That is, after you have sowed in the morning, in the afternoon, you didn't see any sign of harvest. Don't stop your hand from sowing again. That is what he's saying. Don't withhold your hand. Don't say, the one I did in the morning, I've not seen the harvest. That is what killed the seed you sowed earlier. In the morning, sow thy seed. You know what they say in the evening? Do not. He say withhold. Say withhold. Withhold because there, because even when you want to say, I say no, no, because I did them and I've not seen it. With say you don't know which of them that we grow. Are you with me? Are you following me here? So to beg in life is unscriptural. Even if you don't have, there are things you have you can give. To make you become a receiver. Oh, let, let me preach better here. Let me. Are, are you with me? Now, even if you want to frown face, you better frown it away now. I'm ready for you. Are you okay? Now, even if you don't have money, as you said, you don't have money. There are things you have. There are things you have you can give. For example, you can be a good cleaner in the church. You can come every weekend to clean the compound. You can join the choir, join the greeters, join the protocols, join the ushers. Give service. Service is a seed. And those are things that qualifies you to receive because God is a rewarder. And don't forget, he does not pay supervisors, he pays laborers. Every laborer is worthy of his wage, not supervisor. Don't be poor and be proud. Can I take it again? Don't be poor and be proud. The two combination is very bad. Because most people are very proud. They are stingy, greedy, and they expect God to do everything for them when they've offered nothing to the kingdom. So, I give. I give. And I'm going, say, ah, hello, apostle. And she now gave to me. When she gives to me, I will not quickly know it's a reward of what I've done. Because God will never tell you, I'm giving you because of what you did. Do. 
Are you here with me? So you keep giving until it becomes a practice. And when you are a regular and constant giver, that's why you will never experience lack. In fact, you wouldn't know when financial challenge comes because before they came, they are solved. Say that, my dear. Give, it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaking together, shall men give unto you. Now, now, give us that Luke chapter 6. Luke 6, 38. Let's finish that scripture. Can you please stand one more time? Let's finish it. Luke 6, 38. Now, read it together one more time. One go. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Running over. Shaman. Then, hold on. Take it easy. Read it down. Read it down very loud. Four. That's one go. For with the same... Now, what does that mean? Come on, Yafajo. Come on. Come on, Geoffrey. Look at this. What does it mean for the same measure? What does it mean? What does it mean? Are you with me? Can you look up? Can you stand and look up, church, please? What does it mean, the same measure? What does it mean? Eh? The same... The same way. The same measure. The same heart with which you gave. Somebody will have the same heart for you. The same measure. Now, don't give to anybody out of pity. Don't give to anybody because you think you are better than. You give to anybody because of love. So the same measure you use in giving, I love her and I give to her. Somebody will love me and give to me because you have some seed of love and giving. So you will harvest. So one major key in activating prophecy manifestation is your giving. Giving. Give to the prophecy. Give into your future. Begin to practice a lifestyle of liberal lifestyle, liberal giving. Don't practice begging. Sit down. Now, there was a time as a student, and I'm going to close. As a student, I was very poor, very poor. And there were friends that I had. But it turned out that every service day, I'm the first to get to fellowship, or almost all service days. And I do it deliberately, intentionally. How do I do it? Since I now don't have money for transport, I leave early, they also early, I begin to run. Even those that take Stasi, I get there before them. I begin to run. Before they get there, I have swept the place, I have arranged things to be done, I have cleaned the place up, I'm in a corner praying. I don't wait for my messengers to come and do it. I choose... Even as a president of the Christian Union, even as a president of Nifes. So when you see a man that God has helped and God is helping, don't look at what you are seeing, look at where it's coming from. What are the sacrifices you have paid not to become a beggar in life? That to blame all your uncles and relations, they are not helping, they're not giving you. No, 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 you have something. He came, he said, Woman, what do you have in your house? The woman said nothing. Said, oh, except a tiny oil. That tiny oil is enough to make you a prosperous person. 
your skill, your talent is good enough. Sow it in the morning. Nobody will tell you thank you. Don't get discouraged. Are you following me? You can be in the choir. They don't allow you to sing solo. You're always at the back singing. Hey, you may be surprised that God may not see those in front before he saw those at the back. Because he knows every man's heart. You may be surprised that those at the back are those ones God is seen to be in the front. Because he's a record keeper. Are you with me here? He knows what everybody's doing. And he will pay you. And God will always pay man by sending another man to come and do you good. He will. So to activate prophecy, to make it come to pass, learn to give. When you hear prophecy and a word come concerning you, make an investment to it. Do something to it. Act on it. Don't fold your hand and expect somebody to do it on your behalf and you want to get the result. Many people are suffering today because when they were young, they didn't learn the act of giving and practice investment in the kingdom. Practice investment in their life and business. They were waiting for civil service job and they are amazed that when to start companies and are multi-millionaires and you are there calling them uncle. I'm not saying civil service is bad. Let's close with Ezekiel chapter 12. Did I bless you today? Ezekiel 12. Verse 26. Ezekiel 12, 26. Somebody say again. The word again means again. How do you interpret again? Not be again. Again means what? Again. So what is God telling us? Again. You miss the harvest. You miss the summer. But again, there is a word coming. Again, there is a prophecy. Again, another harvest is coming. Again, another summer is coming. And this coming summer or harvest is your own summer and harvest time. And this your harvest and summer time starts tonight. That amen is for your neighbor. That amen is for your neighbor. It starts tonight. It starts tonight. It starts tonight. It starts tonight. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, uh -huh, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, the vision that is seared is for what? Many days to come. And he prophesied of the times that are far off. Now, who are those that said it? Let's start from, who are those that said it? Check your Bible. Don't look at me. Who are those that said it? That is for a long time to come. Eh? People of the house of Israel. Now, if there's a prophecy, maybe I came to church now, it's always downloaded. I say, ah, 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 with all the things you are doing, we're not the same thing for your body. Are you there with me? Who will say it? Those around her. Those around her. Now, one thing I hate in life is this thing they call packaging. Packaging is not good. This thing called packaging is deceptional. In fact, to me, it's a demonic attack. 
It's a, a, a very well-crafted demonic attack. Packaging means putting yourself where God has not placed you. And when you put yourself there, you can't sustain yourself. So, and when you lift yourself there, it's like somebody jumping into the air saying he will hang. Force of gravity will teach you a lesson. But when God lifts you like he lifted Elijah, you won't come down. But if you lift yourself, you will soon come down. So, the children of Israel, the house of Israel say, members, brethren, uh -uh, why is your life not changing? Why you not change your car? Why not? Members of the house said it. And God now says, son of man, he came again. He said, don't mind them. I know you like that one. Let me go sit down. <laughs> he said, don't mind them. Give me the next verse, 20 what? 28. Let's read 28 with a loud voice. Therefore, say unto them, Thus say the Lord God, there shall none of my words be what? Prolonged. How anymore? But the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord. Now, say not prolonged anymore. Can you say it like you mean it? Can you say it louder? Now, that vision you have, that expectation you have, that dream you have, that business plan you have, he said, it shall not be prolonged anymore. That means somebody here is entering his or her time of manifestation. It shall not be prolonged anymore. And who is saying it there? It is God. He said, tell them. So, what does it mean? That means you must use your mouth. Give me Romans 10 10. Romans 10 10. That we can pray. Romans 10 10 now. And with the mouth, you declare. Proverbs 18, verse 20. So, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. That's why you must never make negative statements about your life and future. That I say, the word came again. Say to them, it shall no longer be prolonged. So, whatever you have been experiencing delay, there's a change coming. Those things you're expecting, you have not seen. You're about to see them. That's why Jesus said, he said, look up for the harvest is ripe. Declare scriptures, quote Bible, quote it, quote the revelation, quote a scripture that backs up the prophecy of your life. And talk to God. It's time to fulfill prophecy. It's time to fulfill prophecy. It's time to make things to happen in your life. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hope you were blessed by that inspiring message from our lead pastor and we pray it bears fruit in your life. For more transforming messages, do subscribe to our YouTube channel at Victory Life Bible Church or keep yourself updated via our website at www.victorylifebiblechurch.org. You could also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at VLBCINT. God bless you.